How did we get to midlife already? Welcome to the Midlife Club podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jeanette. And I'm Donna. We're going to talk to you about relatable topics like life, love, parenting teenagers, and what we've learned the first side of 40, and what we still have to learn on the other half. Sometimes our podcast contains some strong language, so if that's not for you, that's okay. But if it is, then let's get started. Hey, Midlife Clubbers. Joining us today is Dr. Sarah Rattray. She's a leading couples psychologist and founder and CEO of the Couples Communication Institute. Sarah has been working with couples in Seattle for over 30 years and specializes in teaching loving, effective, connected communication. Oh, well, hello and welcome on this blustery, freezing out, like freezing out day. It's cold here. Um, Today we are welcoming Dr. Sarah Rattray. Um, She is here joining us and she will be talking to us about relationships. Mm-hmm. What a perfect time yes. since we're all in lockdown. <laughs> well, I, so I, am, I am glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah. Well, I have been um, a private practice couple psychologist for over 30 years. Uh, my passion really is helping couples Um, But since COVID uh, shut down Washington State last March, um, I have really turned my attention to online programs for couples because I really believe that couples, um, many couples can improve their communication. And by doing that, they can get closer and reconnected. Okay, so how can a couple revive their marriage? One um, really nice thing to start with that everybody can do is thinking about what you appreciate about your partner. Mm -hmm. So rather than uh, paying attention to the irritations, you know, the things that your partner do that bug you, Mm -hmm. pay attention to what you appreciate, what you are grateful for, what you like, what you know, what are the things about your partner that are good and positive? And there's two parts to this. One is thinking about it. And the other is saying it out loud. So finding the time to say to your partner something like, let's say, Donna, you're my partner. You know, Donna, the other day I was listening to you talk to Jeanette and you are such a good friend. I really admire how well you listen to her and how much you support her. You're such a great friend to Jeanette. Mm -hmm. Um, That begins to open this this window or this door of warm feelings between two people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can really start to break the ice that I want to feel seen by my partner. I want to feel like they like me. Um, So that's one really simple thing that people can start to do. That's great. That's a, I like that's that. Actually, I like that too. I'm writing this. I'm writing this down, Donna. These are all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to play that on a loop. So, Sarah, how do we how do we silence the fear of what our partner will say? Like sometimes we make these stories in our head when we try to communicate with our partner, and we think, oh, well, I know what they're going to say. 
and usually it's kind of negative. So how do we kind of stop that? That is an awesome question. So I'm going to give you a couple different um, ways to go about this, mm -hmm. uh, at least a couple. So one yeah. is, yes, you may be worried about what your partner is going to say. Your, your question was, how do we silence the fear? But usually it's more discomfort than actual fear. Mm -hmm. So to talk with yourself and say to yourself, I might be uncomfortable asking this question or talking to my partner about this issue, yeah. but it's going to be okay. We can get through this together if we, if we try. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if it's truly a fear, that's a different matter. Yeah. Um, but if it's a matter of discomfort, help yourself realize it might be uncomfortable, but we can do it. Now, another piece that goes along with that is the, the, the fear, the feeling of threat that can build in you when you're, you know, building something up in your mind. Yeah. So if you notice that you're getting wound up before you talk to your partner, take a few moments to calm down and relax, or maybe more than a few moments, maybe a few minutes, yeah. calm down and relax and remind yourself like the previous question, what's something that you appreciate about your partner? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, to, to bring your heart rate down and, uh, you know, really calm yourself down. Um, I have a lot more that I can say about how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we get away from that assumption about what they're going to say. But those are two things I would recommend to start with. Yeah, that's a great start. I love that. That's great. That actually rolls into our next question is what is the most important part of communicating with your partner? There are many important parts. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a couple. One is when you want to talk about something, become aware that you want to say something to your partner or have a conversation before you start talking. Yeah. You know, think to yourself, okay, just a minute. I want to talk. What do I want to talk about? And get as narrow, narrowly focused as you can. Just mm -hmm. choose one thing to talk about, yeah. not a laundry list. <laughs> and you want to bring it up in a safe way. Uh, so many times we surprise our partners when we're talking to them to the extent that they feel startled. It's unexpected. They feel interrupted and they feel irritated. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you felt this way. I felt this way. I'm deep in thought. Someone interrupts me. I feel irritated. Mm -hmm. Now we're off on the wrong foot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so try to set things up safely. And this is something I really break down um, step by step with couples in my course. Um, another thing mm -hmm. um, is really listening to your partner um, rather than waiting your turn to make a point. Mm -hmm. Listen to them with the um, with a goal in mind of trying to get to know what they want to say from their perspective. You, you don't have an agenda. You're just curious and you want to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, saying that, like, kids change a lot in a marriage. 
So what can we do to make sure this doesn't separate us? Because we kind of, you know, you're together and it's just the two of you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a, whether you have one baby or you have four babies or whatever, <laughs> it does change what happens since you're both coming from two different upbringings. So what's, what can we do to make sure that this doesn't separate us? Not that I'm blaming children for separation, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I would put... I would put children in the category of the urgent. Mm -hmm. Children urgently demand your attention. Um, so does your career, you know, so do crises or whatever. They demand your attention. Yeah. And usually your partner doesn't demand your attention in that kind of a way. Mm -hmm. But we what we have to do is get in touch with just why it is that our partner is so important to us, just why it is that your relationship is so important to you. Mm -hmm. Can you find the big why? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to come back to that, but the reason it's important to do that is we need extra motivation to set aside sometimes the urgent in favor of the more deeply important. So we have to be in touch with that deeper motivation. So an example that we can use now after this year of COVID, mm -hmm. if you were to imagine that your partner got sick with COVID and you might lose your partner, if you were to look back, mm -hmm. how would you want to think that you had treated each other? What mm -hmm. kind of time Mm -hmm. Would you wish that you had spent with each other? Yeah. And rather than putting each other last because it's not urgent. Yeah. Can you turn that around and look at each other and say, honey, we have to find time. We must create some moments in our day, some minutes in our week where we have time just for the two of us because we are the most important people in our lives. Yeah. Um, for other people, it's thinking about their children. Do I want my children to grow up watching um, their parents, this, their, their, this model, this husband-wife or partnership model mm -hmm. of two people who don't really put each other first, who don't really take the time? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny you say that because uh, one of the questions I had was, is I remembered years ago watching an Oprah Winfrey show, and it was about marriage, and they had... Um, a question they put out to the audience about putting your husband first. And this woman stood up and said, absolutely, I put my husband first before my kids. And she was just torn to strips. Like the audience was so mad at her. But for me, it kind of resonated to me because I thought, I, I totally understand where she's coming from. It's not that your children aren't important. It's just, you know, you start off with this, with your partner, you have kids and then those kids leave, right? And then you're back. It's just the two of you. And to me, I always felt that, yeah, I think I have to put my husband before my kids. I mean, I know it's situational and, if, and I love my kids and, but you know, they have to go off and create their own lives. So what do you think about that? Do you think that's crazy thought or do you think, or like, how do you feel about that when people talk to you about those things? Um, Donna, I, I agree with your perspective very strongly, mm -hmm. um, but we're not talking about, let's say, 
something crazy like in the event of a fire i'm going to get my partner in front of my oh, yeah. kids yeah well some you know? days there no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but i think that with if we put that at one end of the spectrum mm-hmm. then moving away from that end of the spectrum it can become more clear what we're talking about mm-hmm. i am going to put my children first when it comes to the kind of dependency and vulnerability that children have Yes. You know, yes. if let's say, God forbid, we don't have enough to eat, I'm giving the food to my children before yes. my partner. Uh-huh. But setting all those things aside, it's kind of like what we're told on the airplane, put on your oxygen mask yes. first before you help others. And your partner is part of that essential self-care unit, if if you will. Mm-hmm. So the stronger that you and your partner are together, the better you're going to be able to be to help your children as co-parents. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I absolutely also agree with you, Donna, that mm-hmm. they're going to grow up and leave and it's just the two of us. Yeah. But for the time that they're there, the more you prioritize the loving relationship between you and their 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 other parent, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, you and your partner, I think the stronger the family is going to be all around. Yeah. Um, but again, it doesn't mean telling the children, like, spend all day in your room. It's just me and me and my partner time. Oh, like, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's not yeah. what that's about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's more like modeling, modeling a good relationship to give them those tools. So when they go out in life, they they have that as well, right? Modeling it by living it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Totally want to model it. Yeah. Um, I also do want to say, Donna, that mm-hmm. a sign that a couple probably needs to go to therapy or needs extra help is if you truly feel that you can't put trust your partner to put your children's needs very, very high. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like, truly your partner's decisions are dangerous for your children and you have Mm. to be intervening that's not okay oh yeah um but other than that you know your partner wants to give them pizza maybe you wouldn't be a fan of pizza but you know can you talk about it together and Mm -hmm. find common ground yeah so with that being said i know that with you know it's happening here in this household with COVID and I'm sure you're probably dealing with it quite a bit and being with your partner um, home all the time and the struggles that are happening with your marriage, with this COVID and the lockdown, you know, what kind of advice can you give these couples that are struggling together because they are together so much? um, It's hard for them to connect in a positive way because of the stress of COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I know I've talked to some coworkers and they're feeling the same way. What, what advice can you give to help them move forward? I would recommend a series of kind of short topic conversations addressing this bit by bit. So one conversation might be just a conversation about, gee, honey, can we talk about how we feel about time together and making it special or, or, you know, Can we talk about how we feel? Then once we uncover how we feel, are we feeling there's too much time together? That's too, like, Mm -hmm. what do we need? Then have another separate conversation. How can we address this? So let's say we agree when we, we come to an understanding that we need more 
alone time mm-hmm. while stuck together in the house together. Yeah. Yeah. And then more special time that we kind of set aside as maybe a date time. We're still in the house, you yeah. know, piece by piece, come to an understanding of what you feel that you need and then talk about it one conversation at a time, addressing one piece of that at a time. Let's say I say, you know what, I want at least an hour a day where I don't have anybody in the family. Maybe, I mean, if I have to go into the bathroom and sit in the bathroom or something, you know, how can we make that happen, honey? And then I also want you know, some time during the day or some time during the week where the two of us dedicate it for enjoyable, relaxing conversation Mm -hmm. or something like that. And we're we're going to, we're dedicated to looking at our schedules, looking at our children. How can we make it happen? Yeah. That's great. That makes sense. So you just, you just basically break it down into those little conversations and make and create small goals, really. Yes, Jeanette. Yes. Break it down into small conversations targeted on one goal per conversation. And relating back to a question that you asked me earlier, Mm -hmm. when you were saying, um, you know, the fear of what might happen, maybe that has to be the first conversation before you even talk about, let's say, our time together. You might say, can we have a conversation about how sometimes I worry about bringing something up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if your partner says, yeah, let's talk about that. You get that out of the way. Now your next conversation might be, can we talk about how we feel about spending time together through COVID here stuck in the house? Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, technology causes a lot of issues in marriage. Uh, Do you think it's fair for couples to know what's going on in each other's phones or (laughs) socials or... (laughs) Like it's just, it's a whole kind of new ball game in the past. I don't even know how long would it be 15 years, 20 years. That's really changed. So do you, like, do you think and not, only, not only just that, the yeah. amount of time we're spending on our phones too yes. and not together and not together together, but not together. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to take that second part first. Okay. The amount of time we're spending on our phones, you know, it's, it's so It's so insidious because you go outside or when we used to go outside and you watch people outside looking at their phones, but it's not new to phones. You know, two people or one person was watching television for hours or one person was reading the newspaper for hours or one person was reading a book for hours. Mm -hmm. What you're bringing up there with quantity of time is when your partner talks to you, do you put down whatever it is you're doing? Do you look up? Do you make eye contact? Mm-hmm. Do you smile at them? Do you let them know that, that they are your top priority? So whether it's a phone in your hand or a newspaper or whatever it is, yeah. put it down and give your partner your full attention. Yeah. Um, but I agree. There's something about telephones that just... It's just for me, it's like fingernails on a blackboard. Um, Just like put it down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But your first question about do we get to know what's going on? Mm -hmm. Again, you can have a series of conversations with your partner. Can we talk about how we feel in this family about privacy on our devices or something like that? Mm -hmm. 
or how we spend time with our devices. I, I do think that if you're talking about time on a device with a particular person, mm-hmm. that could be a red flag and that deserves a series of very, very focused and calm conversations about what's going on with another person. Yeah. Um, but I think at heart, well, I'm not sure, Donna, the, mm-hmm. the first part of the question I think you asked about the, can we know what's going on? Are mm-hmm. you thinking about interactions with one particular person? Or are you thinking about just like, generally, are you watching YouTube? Like, what what are you? Like, I'm what just is thinking, your, um, like a lot of people, you know, will take their spouse or partner's phone and, and read all their texts for, from them. Like, I, I don't know if that's fair or not. I I don't know. I feel like you have to have some kind of trust and maybe if there's a red flag, but, you know, a lot of people feel that it's their right to know what's going on in their other person's phone. And I feel like there has to be some type of a privacy and a trust there, um, unless you're actually given a reason that you should feel like a red flag or something, but... Yeah, I just I don't I just don't know how how people would feel about that. Um I don't go through my husband's phone. I pass him his phone, you know. I I don't maybe I'm just lucky I don't feel like I have a red flag or <laughs> Well, th- th- we could divide this up in a, in a few different buckets. Mm-hmm. So, one bucket is if you don't feel like you have a need to then don't. Then don't. You, if mm-hmm. you have this feeling of trust between the two of you, you have a, you have a, a an environment of trust between the two of you. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, a second bucket would be if there are some red flags. You mm-hmm. know that your partner always picks up their phone and goes in the other room, and I don't know what, or or yeah. you know, there's all these. Uh, what am I trying to say? Black holes of time. Yes. You know, yeah. if you have red flags, pay attention of the red flags that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you pick up their phone and look at it Mm -hmm. but you start having honest conversations with your Mm -hmm. partner but then there's a third bucket there are people who may be triggered into feeling distrustful because of things from their past Mm -hmm. so let's say for example my parents divorced after my mother had been having this is not true (laughs) after my mother had been having an affair for four years you know that my father never knew about and then he finds out and then comes to find all of the let's pretend the box of letters or something like that Mm -hmm. i'm growing up now with this trigger this 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 uh requirement to be suspicious like the Mm. message I'm going to tell myself might be something like I'm never going to let someone do that to me I'm never going to be a fool like my father was you Mm -hmm. know not seeing what was going on yeah so that's a different story and then you want to share that with your partner you know what honey do you remember I told you about my parents and the, the affair and the divorce and the this and the that? This is a very powerful force inside me. Can we talk about how to handle this as a couple? Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, how would you, how do we handle a spouse that wants to resolve an issue right away when you're someone who needs to step back and process? What advice would you give to a couple that struggles with that? Well, Jeanette, I'm <laughs> coming down on the side of the processor. Um, That's me too. <laughs> so, yeah. so here, here's the deal. 
earlier I was mentioning, I think it was in response to the to the fear question. I was talking mm-hmm. about feeling threatened or fight or flight. An overarching message I want to give to to your um, community is that every um, interaction with our partner is an opportunity to either get closer and more connected with them or to push them farther apart. And it's not the content of what we're talking about, but it's the process. It's the way we treat each other in the conversation. And we want to... I'm saying we want to. My assumption is Mm -hmm. people who want to feel close and connected with their partner, the goal is a conversation where people are curious and open and can be creative and have a sense of humor. Um, Those um, qualities of openness and creativity and sense of humor and compassion and good listening Mm – they are simply unavailable when a person is in fight or flight. Yes. (laughs) When a person is in fight or flight, the only thing that their brain is able to do is to protect themselves from danger. And so if you want to talk to me and like you want to talk right now and I'm feeling rattled, like maybe I'm not quote unquote in fight or flight, but maybe I'm feeling rattled. I'm feeling uncertain. I'm feeling out of control. I'm feeling something like that. I'm headed towards fight or flight. I do not have inside me that ability to listen well Mm -hmm. and to be curious and open. I'm defensive. I'm wary. We want to wait until both of us are calm and ready to have that, that curious, open, creative, you know, Mm -hmm. good sense of humor uh, feeling. Yeah. Before you say something you regret. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to walk away and I need to process. And I think I very much need to try and listen to sort of their side and try and appreciate where they're coming from. But like you said, in the moment, my defenses go up and I'm not able to do that. So I'm definitely a processor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so Jeanette, when you are aware that my defenses are going up, that's gold. That's priceless. And if you can say, here's what I would say to to, to your partner, honey, I really want to talk about this with you yep. or I really want to resolve this or I really want to hear. Um, but I can't right now. Can we meet again in an hour? Can we talk tomorrow? Can we, because I really want to talk about this with you. Mm-hmm. If we just say simply not now, then our partner's going to be pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well then when? Or, you know, something like that. And the other thing that I have to throw in here is you have to follow through. Um, So there are people who say, I can't do this now, but they use it to avoid coming back and talking. And the the other person is well aware of that. So you have to have or now develop the, the plan to come back. So if I say I can't talk about this now, how about tomorrow at two o'clock? Well, tomorrow at two o'clock, I'm coming over to you and saying, honey, yesterday you wanted to talk about that. And I said I needed this time. Here I am. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
very much. And in the beginning of our, our marriage, that was something we definitely had to work through. We're, we're golden at it now after, you know, being as, together as long as we have. But it did take us a long time because he's very much a solve in the moment. And I'm very much a mm, let me walk away and process. But it took a while for us to to understand each other that way, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I congratulate you. That's great teamwork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we've only got a a couple minutes left, Sarah. So I just want to quickly ask you, what do you think of the old saying, don't go to bed angry? (laughs) Well, that is an offshoot of the question that you just asked me. Um, No. It would be so nice if we could go to bed angry, but the same, it's, it's the same answer that I just gave you. Yeah. If if we are feeling threatened, if we're in fight or flight, if we can't think clearly, Jeanette just said she might be feeling defensive, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a good conversation. Okay. So, yeah, you don't want to go to bed in the middle of screaming at each other. But if you <laughs> yeah. say, you know, this is this is a tough moment, I really want to talk about this in a great way. I yeah. want to get a good night's sleep. Um, let's talk about this tomorrow. Now, if there's any way you can access this and say, you could say, I love you. Mm-hmm. I really love you. I cannot talk about this well. I'm going to go to sleep. Let's talk about this when we're both calm. Yeah. Um, and maybe yeah. maybe this is something you know about your partner. Maybe they need extra reassurance you know, it will be okay. If we don't talk about it tonight, I promise we'll talk about it when we're both ready. Mm-hmm. And again, you have to follow through. But no, yep. attempting to talk something through that people are not ready for before bed when you're tired. No, it no, doesn't yeah. work. No, that's yep. good. So to uh, just one last question to ask you, what is the best advice you give couples? Like, what's the one thing that you could say to somebody that would just always tell yourself this kind of thing? I would say I I touched on this a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Every moment, every interaction is an opportunity to get closer or to push each other farther apart. Mm -hmm. And while you might want to shortcut things in the sake, in the name of efficiency, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, let me just tell you this thing because we're in a rush this is a moment in time that's an opportunity for us to connect. This yeah. is a moment, even if I'm saying to you, are you picking up the kids at yeah. three o'clock? This is a moment that I can let you know that I love you, that I can let you know that we're a team. Mm-hmm. I can let you know how much I appreciate about you. Um, just even in the way I say something to you that I, I don't have to just, you know, with, with with children and careers, sometimes we we devolve to just feeling like we're barking orders at each yes, other. Yes. So guilty. <laughs> so treat each each moment with your partner. Yes, I'm guilty as well. Like, yes. oh my god, I have 16 things on my plate. Let me just tell you the seven things I need you to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. while I'm telling you, can I treat you like you're my favorite person in the world? Can I let you know? Can I smile? Can I make eye contact? Can I touch you on the shoulder? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really treat each other with, with kindness at every opportunity. I like it. Hmm. I like it. I like that. Yeah. I'm just sitting just and like processing that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I need to go home. Yes, like <laughs> please do. That would be so lovely. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming on today. Um, 
I, I just, I'm just re really rethinking about what you just said there in the last minute. Now I'm just going to go down and do what you said, Jeanette, and just give Andrew a hug and <laughs> I was going to be like, what's up, <laughs> I was going to go, what's wrong? <laughs> you need to talk to her every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we can't thank you enough yes, for that. having us on. Or, and uh, yeah, it's been really, really so wonderful to talk with you and, and ask all these questions and yeah. We're, we're trying to learn so much too. And, you know, I've been married for 21 years and Jeanette's been married for, well, she's been married about the same, but with Josh for a lot yeah. longer. So, you know, and yeah. sometimes, like you said, you do need that reminder of, you know, why you came for together sure. and yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Donna, if you can remember why we came together and really share that with each other, that is a gift. Mm -hmm. That is the real gift. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us on Season 2 of the Midlife Club Podcast. Want to check us out on social media? Head on over to Facebook at the Midlife Club Podcast, on Instagram at the Midlife Club Podcast, or Twitter at mid underscore podcast. Thanks so much, and talk to you next week.